All right, welcome to the Monday Night Men's Forum. Uh, I'm Matt of Farm Hop Life. This is episode number 45, Keep the Wolves Away. And tonight we have Christopher from SecureCoop.com. Hey, and nobody uh, else. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know, whatever. Okay. Um, personal event, please. Yeah, uh, so we went, I went to uh, my cousin's graduation. That was cool. Got, it was like a family reunion. Saw family members I hadn't seen in like 10 years. Whoa. And yeah. So the, we went back to the cousin's house. And uh, then we had, you know, just a long evening of just sitting around laughing and enjoying and had a good, good old time. Nice. Yeah. That's good. Yep. You ever do Welcome, uh, long story. Hey, long story. You have, you have, you have, you do, uh, have, have you had a uh, family re- reunion in a while? Has it been a while for you? Uh, about. Three years ago, we had um, a family reunion from like it was northern Minnesota, and there was like seven hundred people there. Oh, dang gum! Yeah, it was wild. That. I can't touch. They that. like had like a like a really long table that laid out like the family tree and everything yeah. like that. It was like eight feet long or something crazy. That's nuts. So we all had to like wear name tags and like who like basically not who your parents were, but who. Your, grandparents were so they could figure out like oh so they could figure out who's who yeah oh you're you're daniel's son yeah gotcha yep crazy stuff like that so uh long story uh personal event please uh personal event let's see uh you had a meetup what's that oh yeah you had a meetup that's true yeah i can mention that um yeah, I was. Uh, I've been like stressed out at work and just working a lot more than I should. And um, Padre was coming through a couple hours north of us, and I said, "You know what? Screw it!" And I jumped in the car and drove up there. And when I got back, my wife was like, "You were looking at each other." I'm like, "Yeah, I know that was kind of a dumb move. <laughs> I just wore myself out driving all night." But um, it was great. Just to, I, we hung out for an hour. I met Padre and. Uh, and Rusty and AgroCrops um, up at the uh, Piedmont Triad Farmer's Market for, for an hour and just chatted a little bit. So nice. that was kind of cool, yeah. Um, other than that, yeah. it's just been, my work's been pretty crazy, so. Well, thanks for joining us. Moving. Yeah, I'm in a hotel room in Nashville, so. Oh, wow. <clears throat> yep. Work, I suppose. Yep. Yep. You've met Agora before, though, haven't you? Didn't he like sell you some goats or he bought goats from no, you or he, something? I don't remember. He came down. He came down and helped us out with uh, putting the plastic on our hoop house, and uh, then I oh, went cool. back up and took him a, a greenhouse kit or a hoop house kit that I, a guy that I know has a a, a bender for uh, twelve by well twelve. That's a twelve foot wide, twenty foot you know twenty foot long top rail uh, turned into a twelve foot wide arch. So, dang, um, very nice. It's a lot, lot better than the ones you do by hand. You know, if you if you buy those, yeah, like uh, Bootstrap Farm or some of the other ones, they they sell you a bender and you bend it by hand. Uh, well, his is like a real bender and it's super nice, super consistent, very very nice. Sweet. Yep. Yeah, that would have been awesome. That would have been awesome to do a meetup. Uh, Grant. Hmm. <laughs> I start. I don't know. I sort of. I started school back this morning. Uh, I hate it. I don't want to be there. And I realize I am spoiling uh, the cat my girlfriend brought. 
uh, I don't even know. Uh, eight days ago, she brought me a cat. I'm just pulling it too damn. Much. You know, you I'm know just... she's she's watching, right? I can see I can see that number. Uh, it's, she's either watching or she's doing laundry. Maybe both. Uh, I'm going to start making its cat food. So. Yeah, yeah, I'd say it's spoiled. All food, cat food. I mean, I'm going to buy rotisserie chicken, take the chicken off of it, yeah. boil the bronze, make a broth, grind it down, and then give it to her. <laughs> okay, yeah. What a soft. Man, I, 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 you know, speaking of that, I, I took, um, we picked up five pigs the other day, and uh, I cleaned out the freezer, some of the older stuff, especially some of the cuts that we don't sell, you know, like the hocks and stuff, and we, we boiled down um, a bunch of bones and uh, livers and hearts and uh, made uh, and boiled some eggs that, that were either past their date or cracked or whatever. And we made uh, dog food out of that with some peas and carrots from the freezer section of the grocery store. And, uh, man, they love that stuff. And it, it it's incredible, especially the organ meats. I think that stuff just game changer for those animals, man. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got a few things that happened this weekend. Do you guys want to hear about raspberries having to call uh, poison control or dealing with snakes? Uh, poison control. I already know about the raspberries. Uh, about so, so we were we were painting um, we were painting a wall in the basement, and we got the kids playing around, whatever. And my daughter's just crawling around, and I forgot I had put out ant traps uh down down in the basement and she i heard my wife go oh my gosh lila and she runs over and i see like my daughter put one of those liquid ant traps like right in her oh, mouth oh gosh and so uh and so we like rush her to the bathroom and start like washing her mouth out and i of like 30 seconds of google searching i'm like screw this i just called poison control and they're like yep you just got to dilute it uh, like brush her teeth, wash her mouth out, um, give her some fluids to like just dilute that, dilute that stuff, and she'll be, she'll be fine. So wow. that was that, we got very very lucky. Yeah, no kidding. So that was yeah, that was my personal event. Calling poison yeah. control because <laughs> my, my daughter ate yeah. ant traps. So, That's yeah. crazy. How did the raspberries end up? They look great. Did you listen to anything I had said? Yeah, I read. Uh, I read all of that. My wife and I read all that, and I threw up a TikTok. Well, I sent it to you, so you know. Oh, you and did. I, was, I haven't been on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, well, I, no, I sent you the link, and you're like, where? hey, I'm like, hey, review. I sent it to you on Telegram, and I'm like, hey, review this. Like, where should I plant these? And uh, you just sent me all that info. So I took someone's oh, suggestion yeah, of planting right. it, but next to the chicken coop. So. Anyway, yeah, I, um, I got another personal event. This is, um, uh, you know, along the lines of like, not tragedy, but, you know, uh, I have a gray water system that I set up and it, it, I run this four inch line out to a basin and then the basin drains into a drain line that's under a Hugo culture berm. Okay. And okay. it sounds awesome, but it doesn't work as well as I'd hoped because the dogs started chasing like moles and stuff in the Hugo Ultra berm and dug up all the plants. Like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but anyway, that, um, that thing, had, that, that the drain line got clogged up. So I had to go and fix it because, you know, it's like some of the kitchen water and stuff like that. So it's got grease and stuff in it. 
And it clogs up about once every 12, I don't know, 15 or so months, I guess. And so I'm going to, uh, I added another clean out cause I had the clean outs were too far apart. I couldn't, I couldn't clean the lines with the, you know, the little clean out thing that I have, but, um, I'm going to add a grease trap, not, not a grease trap really, but I'm going to add like a distribution box to it. Um, and, and, uh, kind of make like a, a simple grease trap out of the distribution box so that I can capture that stuff before it goes down the line. Um, but that was, uh, that was my project over the weekend, getting that, getting that, you know, fixed up. So sure. That was kind of cool. I enjoy those didn't, projects, man, getting them done. So, yeah. Didn't, didn't Padre's goat escape and like totally wipe out his garden? Yeah. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. Man. When, when that's uh, how you make a living, Uh-oh. that's tough. Yeah. Um, I, t- I took some goats to the to the sale. I, mean, I, I was talking to, to Grant about maybe you know, get, doing a transaction, but we're a little further apart than, than we hoped, yeah. and it's just yeah, hard just, to make it work I logistically. Kinda, I was kind of hoping to deliver those pigs, but uh, yeah. I ended up – they were much – I have a picture. If y'all want to, I'll send it if Matt wants to pull it up. Uh, I ended sure. up going out and catching them about 11 o'clock at night um, and just got in there, grabbed them, wrestled with pigs, and then I just threw them cause in the other half of the goat's pasture. So I kept the boar and then two sows, and I'm debating. And then the two sows separated themselves by going under the fence, and I fixed the fence, and then now the boar's kind of all by himself. And I'm debating on whether I should take the other two out and throw them in with them and then just throw them out you know, for another six more months and then just practice how to butcher come Christmas. You yeah. know, they're already yep. like 50, 60 pounds. So I, big enough, I can put them on the table, kind of practice how to cut with a blade, die, like, you know, take them down, break them down, and then just either grind it all up as sausage or make cuts of meat. Yeah. Grant, Does are it you matter if they, or? Are, yeah, I'm, I'm – Got busy talking. Does it matter if they still have their testicles? It, it the only thing you got to worry about is boar taint, and it's not all boars that have it, and not all people react to the flavor the same way. But if you do, if the boar has it, and you're you're the kind of you're the whatever the person you know one of the people that actually like taste it, then it's disgusting. You know, it's like I'll try to maximize not, this. Not good. Does this okay. does it, so n- does it not show that? the whole thing? Uh, you have to click on it. Yeah, I did click on it. Does it not expand? No, it does Dang not. Dang it. Shoot. Yeah, Vortain is your, I can't is your enemy. Yeah. I can't. Okay. I can't you can, expand it this way. You can you can castrate them, man. If they're if they're that still that they're only 50 60 pounds, you can still castrate them. You can? You, yeah. Okay. I've castrated them that big. I, I have not tried to castrate larger ones. I've heard of people doing it, but I'm not, I don't have the, like, I don't have like a squeeze shoot. I can stick a, you know, a 400 pound bore in because uh, I ain't going to do it. You know? Could I do it? Could I do that with like a California bander or just take a knife and cut it, cut them and squirt them out? Cut them and squirt them out. So I was taught to do it. That's what okay. we've been doing. Grant, it looks like you're catching pigs in your boxers. I was. <laughs> that I was. I just there slapped on go. some boots and went. 
I figure why are there the a pair of shorts? It's going to sure. bad. Yeah, there you go. Why just not? out in your BBDs. That's, that's cool. That's funny. <laughs> so, uh, so the topic tonight. Is anybody familiar with the? Uh, oh crap! Uncle Lucius song, "Keep the Wolves Away." Uh, yeah, uh, I think so. it's it's a it's a song about a guy whose dad like worked hard and got uh got screwed over by his employer or something like that, and now it's like his turn to like take care of the family kind of thing, like keep the wolves away, um, make sure you got your bills paid. And there was a there was a couple stories on Twitter a couple weeks ago that, to be honest, just fucked me up. Uh, first one was um this someone linked to like the pair of murders like famous murders in um i think it was like kentucky or tennessee or something like that i just brutal just mm. awful awful shit that i just like i can't, i just won't even repeat and the second one was like this five-year-old kid that got shot right in his front yard like execution style and uh just because he rode his bike into the neighbor's yard and so like just like just the brutality of of uh, of the state of the world sometimes just like I just just messed me up and so I'm like how am I like what am I doing oh there goes my microphone what am I doing to protect my kids from the evils of of other people or like you know certain things right so that's that that's how that came to be. Uh, Christopher and um, and long story, you guys got you both got kids that are older. What are your yeah. what are your thoughts? Well, you're to, to answer your question. What are you what are you doing? One of the biggest things that you're doing is you're out in the country. A, that's a big, big buffer between uh, much of that brutality. It's not. I think course, so. Nobody, you know, nowhere is perfect, but it, it's just going to be give you that big, big distance. Um, but the word that came to my mind when I was thinking about this topic uh, it was a someone taught me long ago they said with kids you want to insulate not isolate and so you insulate them and so you this is a, a common trope among um, so the lefties is like oh we need to get that those influences completely away from our world you know n never have those books or shows ever visible to our kids but the uh, the more conservative and i don't consider myself conservative but in that same kind of sphere uh is the idea that you're going to all hear about uh what i want you to hear about as an adult but you're also going to hear about the kinds of things that other people believe so that you can be familiar with them so that you can you know so that so they can they could read and watch other kinds of things information that's outside of what i would approve of uh but we would have the you know the time and the and the, and the uh kind of relationship that we could actually talk about it and discuss it and say now this is why this is what they think and can you spot the flaws in in their thinking and and that, i can't promise that i've been perfect in that but that's been my just general goals yeah just my general direction is insulate and not isolate sure yeah because there's going to be coming a day when they're going to leave the nest, and I, I won't be there. So. Yeah. Um, 
So I might have a slightly different take on this um, than, than Christopher, but one of the hardest things for me as a, as a parent is watching my kids grow up and not be rabid anti-government libertarians. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just joking. Um, I'm, I'm joking, but no. But what I, what I mean by that is, you know, I I set out when I was when I was a, when I, my kids were little. I used to do this thing I called the daddy tax, you know, and it's a pretty fun, common thing. But you know, anytime they got like candy or cookies, I'd be like, "Up, oh, daddy tax," and make them give me a por- a portion of it, you know. And um, this guy, I was walking to church one day, and they or out of church or something, and, and someone had given the kids cookies, and I'm like, "Up, oh, daddy tax," you know, collected my tax. And the guy goes, oh, my gosh, man, they're going to hate taxes. I'm like, that's correct. Right? Exactly. <laughs> and, um, you know, so I was I was I had this view that I was raising a bunch of anti-government libertarians, you know. Um, and uh, and when they when they do when they start to grow up and they start getting exposed to other ideas, um, you know, they, they they're going to make some decisions. And some, they're going to force some opinions that, you know, you're not going to agree with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And allowing them to be an individual is probably the hardest thing about being a parent. And there are times when you look at them and you go, man, I am sorry for you because that's going to be a really tough road you've chosen. But at a certain age, you've got to say, but it's your decision. And I respect that. I'm going to be here to help you. And you, you know, if you ever change your mind, you know, um, and, and that's been the hardest thing. I mean, my, look, my kids are all great. None of them have made any decisions that are, uh, you know, catastrophic. I don't have any kids that, you know, have had kids out of wedlock or use drugs or even drink. You know, I mean, my kids are straight arrows. and But they still, you know, they still have opinions, beliefs, et cetera, that you're like, you're thinking, man, I don't know if that's going to work out for you. Um, but you got to let them, you got to let them do it. You know, I, I, I think back. You got to let things, yeah. 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 I think back to my mid twenties and how many times, like during my mid twenties, I was like, "Dang it, my, my dad is right about that too." Damn it, you know. If you don't mind <laughs> you me know? asking, is it anything? Like, is there anything kind of specific you can give us, like an idea about when you refer to that? Things that my dad was right about. No, no, like um, your like your kids my not kids? having the best yeah. opinion or view on something. Well, I mean, you know, uh, again. My kids are awesome. They're all they're all hard workers. But um, when I was younger, I pretty much had to go get a job and I had to work. And, you know, my mom and dad did not have the money to help me. I have helped them maybe more than I should. And I don't see some of the urgency about being more independent financially that I had when I was when I was 12 years old. I was making money. You know what I mean? Sure. And uh, my kids are, you know, they're they're the late teens and, and you know, the, the youngest does want to go do his own thing, but the others are, have not had that, that same level of, of drive about earning money. Not necessarily about, you know, like I said, they're all hard workers. They'll work their butt off on the farm and everything. Um, but you know, they haven't felt that need to go be independent. Um, that's, that's one of the things that I kind of look at and I'm wondering if I did them a disservice or not. Um, and you know, it, I don't know, you know, I, I, they're, they're very capable. So I'm, I'm trying to be careful because I don't want anyone to think I'm criticizing my kids because I love them to death and they're all fantastic. But, you know, I do wonder if I've set them up for, you know, having to learn some of those lessons later and I could have given them a chance to get out in the world a little sooner with, with them, with that part of their development. 
what I'll say all that time. is, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm relatively young. Uh, my parents, you know, again, my dad paper out at 14. Um, I never, again, had the sense of urgency to go out and start working uh, right at 16. Um, again, they put an emphasis on school, whether I listened or not, in the, the point. But then house chores, um, I never got an allowance, but I didn't have to. We never wanted for nothing. Um and then after I graduated high school, I just ended up being full-time caretaker for my Nana. So again, it's not like it, me again, either I had the lack of work. It's just that it wasn't as necessary to go get a job or have that money when you weren't in like your parents were in a different situation than I guess you were where I am, I guess to say. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe there's a little bit more handholding than you like, but you know they 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 figure it out eventually. Yeah, but again, but even look at it, look at it now. I mean, the world's not the same as it was 20, 40 years ago. You can't. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't go out and work at fourteen. Not the same as it was five years ago. It it really isn't. And uh, yeah. but again, it's not like now I have a lack of work ethic. I mean, I'm hustling all kinds of stuff now. Yeah, but that yeah. just maybe me. You know, it again. I think it may just come down to personality. Oh, I think I think my kids are going to be successful. Um, oh yeah. I, I, but my kids also probably don't measure success as financial success either. M- m- none of them, except for the youngest, is motivated that way. And I'm not even that. I, that's not me either. I just yeah. it's a stepping it's a stepping stone to get to what's valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the greatest thing. So. Um, I mean, we all live in the country, right? That that that's our insulation. That well, that that uh, Christopher is talking about. More more or less, we live in the country. Yeah, um, I'm like ten minutes from town. What? So I'm curious. If for, I I didn't look up like like uh, the census or whatever about where each of you live, but like how, like the closest like how how close are you to a city of fifty thousand plus? I live in a city of 26,000. Okay. Oh, no. Gainesville Gainesville is 45 minutes away. Atlanta is 45 45 minutes minutes away. Okay. That's funny that we're all kind of right in that 45-minute. Yeah. If if our capitals get nuked, we're screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Did you say Atlanta? Isn't that like a couple million? I mean, yeah. Yeah. The East Coast, man, if you look at the East Coast, like a map of large cities, military installations, and nuclear plants, there's plenty of targets. If we're ever oh, yeah. in type of a nuclear exchange, oh, we're not God. really in the best shape. Um, no. Montana would probably be a little better to, better place to be. But, yeah, I'm not yeah. really, like, toot my honer on that one. I just don't like the heat of the South, so otherwise I'd probably be in the South. Um, yeah. But what – I've been hearing some stories lately of uh, some weird stuff going out, like in the countryside, rural areas. Like um, mm-hmm. nobody's nobody's saying explicitly what they're just like, oh, and maybe it's just like dumb psyop stuff. But it's from the people that uh, it's coming from. You kind of got to say like, um, yeah, probably could be true, probably true. But like you know, like a you know abducting kids like out in the countryside where like you think you're safe and you got your guard down. Right. Um, so, well, there's a lot of things you can do even, even in the countryside. I I mean, I I mean, if we're talking about security, um, 
and and not you know raising kids um one of the things that i think is kind of weird um is how people put their house like on the road in the middle of the country like well yeah why would you do weird. that like, you've got seven acres yet you're you're right there on the road yeah you're 40 feet from the road I'm like yeah um, yeah. Hmm. yeah you know <laughs> i would have i would have thought that through a little differently but okay you know yeah, the way like our house sits on the property, it's like kind of right in the middle of our two acres. And so we've got like backyard and then, um, you know, maybe our driveway is only like 40 feet or something like that. And so uh, my son rides his bike to the road and turns around. But I'm, I've been thinking about putting up a gate uh, yeah. instead of instead of just letting him go go out to the road just because people tear up and down the street like assholes. And yeah. so it's like this. Stop. That's uncomfortable for me. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know what you, when you, when you put, when you sent out the email about wolves or whatever, I didn't know which kind of wolves you were talking about. There's, <laughs> there's lots of different things. Well, for him, it's threats, probably you know. just, you there's, know, there's literal wolves. wolves. <laughs> Around here? Uh, yeah. Could be. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, it could be, could be other wolves too, like, um, like teachers. I was going to say education for sure. Yeah. Um, my gosh. Putting, I mean, I know, uh, I know homeschool isn't for everybody, but man, you got to try something else. Like, yeah. And people, people always say, you know, like, oh, you know, we, we got good schools around here. We got good schools. Like, do you, do you, yeah. you can't do better than that? Then, then you're taxed. How, how do you service? know you've got good schools? Try to go into any public school. And sit down and say, I just want to watch you teach for two weeks. See if they'll let you do that. You know, how do you know you how about, how about two there minutes? Are, two there minutes. are quite a few facets of the public school system that I quite frankly disagree with fundamentally. It's oh. the purpose it was created. Um, they're basically prisons. They don't learn anything. The sexual abuse rate from teachers and students is significantly worse than anything the Catholic Church has done. That's why the government goes so hard on them. So nobody's paying attention to their public school systems. Mm. Then it's the curriculum they teach. And then it's the personal lives of the teacher being pushed into the students along sure. with all the other gay agendas. I mean, go look at what's in a library, what what's being read to first graders and sixth graders. Yeah. I, mean, I haven't, I haven't, I have looked up some of the titles that people throw around, like look out for these titles, like in your, and that, that stuff isn't around like, uh, just the public schools around here, but I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I think it's vastly overblown. I mean, maybe, but again, it might depend on how deep in the actual CD you are. And then another thing is that is the school likes to handle things internally. Um, so say if a student was, you know, hit, abused, raped, this or that, the school is going to handle it internally and not get the police involved and may not even tell the parent. Sure. Yep. And you're going to leave it up to what, a nine-year-old to tell you that they they were abused at school? Yeah, when they don't even know what that is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah that kind of stuff is exactly what I'm talking about. All all different kinds of wolves. Like yeah. um, Another one is, um, is the content that your kids watch. We... We were kind of like doing like a little bit of screen time here and there. It probably added up to... Oh man, I don't know. Maybe two or three hours a week. And this last week, we just like just 
we just cut it out to zero because he was like having like um he was kind of having like uh behavioral problems and so we're just like just no screens see how it goes it was awesome he did great and it kind of bummed me out though because uh there was one app that he he was playing with on his tablet that was like helping him read and stuff and he would like it was like learn helping him like learn his sounds and all this stuff and so we might like slowly get back into like just like 20 minutes of this this one thing that's it nothing else um but yeah there was there was something on uh on netflix we like to watch it was called blippy and it was the most annoying thing i've ever seen and i i, I only heard it i wasn't watching it i heard it i'm like oh this must be a cartoon but i watched it and it's like oh this, yeah no. this live that action dude. guy who's so obnoxious and uh just like something something didn't sit right with me and yeah, he's that, got, like, that dude touched Hundred <laughs> percent. Oh gosh. I mean, and then, like you know, I didn't want to get into you know everyone's got a vendetta against Disney lately. Um, but see, the thing is, so I like, haven't watched Disney we'll just leave in that there. so long. But I was, we were watching a uh, Bluey. Bluey was on the Disney Channel, which honestly, great show. It's it's True. not just for kids. It's I didn't know Bluey parents. was on Disney. I thought it was just an Australian show. Me too, but. Then they went to commercial, or it might have been on something else, but then it went to commercials. And I'm like, the commercials were bad. And sure. it's subtle, it's subtle stuff. It's small things. It's, you know, baby in a diaper twerking. Excuse, I'm, I'm sorry. Weird. Why is that, why is that in a TV show? It's, yeah. it's inappropriate jokes for Disney Channel, when it, which is targeted to small children. Sure. None of that was in our shows. Hardly anything overtly sexual was in our shows when we were kids. It's 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 completely different. Like even ads. Like we we've got a book about like like for him for like a rocket ship, and so I'm like, SpaceX just launched a rocket ship. Like let's watch that thing and watch it explode. That was cool. And then the ads like on YouTube and stuff like that kind of kind of ruined it and so i'm trying to like skip and like just just don't need to don't need to see that junk yeah um skip, yeah, skip, as far skip. as content goes i mean i'm an it guy so my kids do have laptops uh for their schoolwork sure. i put down lockdowns pretty darn good they yet to get around them uh i use um the if they laptops. beat you do they get an a plus <laughs> Yeah, if they ever figured it out, then I'll give them an A plus in hacking. Um, they, uh, the, um, I use Microsoft uh, Family and Net Nanny, and uh, those two together are pretty darn solid for cutting out anything like porn. Oh, and Open DNS, uh, so it's like three layers. And on top of that, I do not allow them uh, administrator access to anything. They're all always using. Uh, sure. the laptop as though it were a standard user not as administrator because if you have administrator it's pointless they'll just google how do i get around net nanny if you just go in as administrator and blah, 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 blah. no so uh and and that has been really solid um but aside from that um they also we also have a, a personal uh, i have a personal conviction about um my entertainment i hold a very high standard um, but I, I wasn't, I kind of wasn't 
it's, it's interesting because the way it worked out is I, I told the kids, now this is the standard we're going to have for the, our educa- our entertainment. Education is different. If you're listening to, you know, somebody like Jack Spierko and he's telling dirty jokes and 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 foul language. I don't I don't mind that. I, I have no problem with that because I'm gonna I'm gonna learn something. It's gonna be educational. But for entertainment, it's purely candy. We're gonna hold that to a high standard. And then then I realized sure. I realized oh crap, there's some things I'm listening to and watching that are just for entertainment that I have got to cut out because I told them. I can't be watching it for myself. And so that, that, that helped me as well to like, you know, bust down on myself and say, all right, I'm, if they can't do it, then I can't do it. And so we have, we both hold, we all hold to the same standards and uh, that's worked out really good. You sure um, do catch yourself in a lot of hypocrisy when you're a parent. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's good. Cause you're actually aware of it. Cause you yeah. know, it's when, it's when parents just aren't aware of their hypocrisy. There's a, I can just, eat junk food. You can't eat junk food. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it, it helps you to be a better person. Because you're like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not, I'm gonna not be a hypocrite in front of them. And you know, I, I apologize, John Paul, for for doing that, and I shouldn't have done that. You know, so it's it's been great. Yeah. It's gone both ways. It's built a whole lot of trust. We have a lot of trust in our family. Good. And uh, so, did I'm you say John that. Paul? My my middle son, his name is John Paul. Like oh, okay. I thought you. I thought like you were Pope. talking about like the creator of the United States Navy. No, and we're not Catholic. No, I just I like the uh, I I just like the the, the apostles John and Paul, and uh, oh. when they came together, I they sound like really nice, and so we call him John Paul. His name is John, but we call him John Paul. Uh, yeah, John Paul Jones. Uh, from yeah, we call John Paul Jones of the Navy. Yep. We call him JP, man. So. Yeah, well, that's what we do. We call him JP. <laughs> He's Jordan yeah, I, Peters. <laughs> I, I, um, you know, just a comment on the entertainment thing. We've always been pretty tame about what we what we watch in movies and and things like that. Um, you know, I, uh, I jokingly say, like when it comes to swear words, that um, I'm a, you know. <laughs> I'll use a few, you know, like, so I'll just joke when you like, they'll say that, yeah, you know, whatever. So <laughs> anyhow, my point being like the, the hypocrisy thing is the most important issue for me, because if you are authentic about yeah. your own foibles and your, you know, your struggles to do, to live up to what your standards are and you, you know, you give them a little grace when they can't live up to them. Um, I, like I said, I think the authenticity is in the, ends up being much more important than what your rules are. Um, and sure. so, you know, we have now we never did put restrictions on their internet. We never did that. Um, we we have they have phones. Uh, generally, the way we've done it is around twelve or thirteen. They start doing activities, sports, and church, and different things. We we you know we leave them. They they have a phone so they can you know, call home and they're ready to get picked up or whatever it is. Um, and when they turn 16 or whatever, they get their driver's license. They get, um, they get a credit card with a very small limit. So, that, you know, on our personal, on our account, so that they can have as an additional card holder, they can start to show a payment history and all that. Um, good idea. So those are some things. And, we've done. and now they'll be penalized for having a good credit score. <laughs> Yeah, well, have you, have you seen but, that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, what? But, you know, like, wait, like yeah, those. Can... Yeah, 
But let me finish my point, dog. On it, I mean, you know. Sorry, I'm but, sorry. I just had your, I just had your talk, credit scores. We can talk about like, that. What? We can talk about that in a second. Yeah. yeah. But but my point is like <clears throat> these these those ages are arbitrary. I I I tried to keep video games out of our home as long as I could. But with me traveling, their mother's a little more permissive about that. They they did get into some video games. Mostly it was Minecraft at the beginning, but now there's some more. But um, you know, that's probably one of my battles right now is like trying to keep that in check so that they uh, live in the real world more. But, um, but we, you know, we try to demonstrate some trust in them. It, our youngest, when he was 13, he built a computer from parts. Like he put it all together and, you know, got it running and everything. Um, you know, we, and we facilitated that. So, you know, that, it, you know, that's what he plays video games on now. Um, it's not a high-end gaming machine, but it's a it's a decent yes, decent. Um, anyway, th- those little you know those ages, twelve or thirteen for the phone, and uh, sixteen or so for the credit card. Those have been ages that have worked for us in terms of them starting to establish, you know, a pattern of how they're going to use those things in their life. And and you know we watch them and we're careful, but we're not. I did not put restrictions on the internet because we don't have Wi-Fi. We have they have their phones, so. Question. in their hand. Yeah. The credit card is it a like hard like hard cash backed credit card like you give them the cash and you use it as credit? No, or it's is a, it just it, a straight they, credit card. We have an American Express account and we add them as additional card holders at that at that age. I could do that. Okay. I have an Amex. Yeah, and we put them on and we put them on a uh, three or five hundred dollar limit to what they can spend in a month, and it's basically it's gas money. Uh, it's if there's an emergency, but that's it, and and they understand that. So, mm. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And and you want them to make their mistakes while yep. they're at home, exactly. Because if they're gonna they're gonna make mistakes in life, and it's so much better for everybody if they make their mistakes while they're under your roof. Yep. Where you can you can help them, you can walk alongside them, and if there's a, a trust that's been built up then they can talk with you about it and they're not going to hide it from you and they're, you're going to work it out and they're going to see that life goes on. Tell you what, when I moved to Montana, I figured out my own shit a lot faster, a yeah. lot faster. Yeah. I was like 20, 25, 26, something like that. When I finally, finally, <laughs> you know, though, I got to say though, that's the age when your brain as a male is mature. Finally. I don't know. It didn't feel like it, but <laughs> makes, but what I'm saying is that's the age that, you know, from a, you know, you're, you know, mentally, that's when you're, you yeah. actually mature as a, as an adult man. And it happens to coincide with you recognizing your parents were right for the last 25 years. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's an aspect of that, like, you know, the testosterone levels, you know, level off a little bit and, you know, some other things going on physiologically. And, you know, finally you can think straight, you know, so. Anyway, yeah, you, you were talking yeah. about you're realizing that your parents are right. Uh, and I, I think one thing that is, has been good for our family is that when they have been wrong, we try not to rub it in. And then we try to be we try to be easy, easy to live with if we're right about something. You know what I mean? Because they can feel like dad is right. And that's it's irritating. And that digs at their ego and it digs at their pride. But yeah. if you soften that, 
and, and they say dad is right because he's got experience and wisdom, then they might say, well, let me see what would dad do in this situation. And they might start yeah. to walk in those ways and start to trust you. Yeah. Wh one of the things, uh, th this is a little bit of a tangent of what you're saying, but you know, w I try to use, I try to use humor on those kind of things, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and you gotta be careful though, because humor is a lot of times it softens a blow, but if it's, yes. if it feels like ridicule, it's even worse. Oh yeah. Sure. yeah. So you have to be really careful. Cause if, it, if you go from, Hey, I'm laughing <laughs> with you to I'm laughing at you. Yeah, and it you. might not have anything to do with what your intent is. That can really be damaging, you know? Yeah. So yeah. you just, have to watch it. You just want it to be as easy as possible to be wrong so that they would, yep. you know, conf confess, hey, I did this and I shouldn't have. And you know, I understand. Yep. You know, well, it's, you, it's you know, it's possible to be wrong. Grant brought JP into the chat here. So um, but I, I saw a short with Jordan Peterson talking about not to punish behavior you want to see repeated. Yeah, and he was talking mm -hmm. about husbands berating their wives when their wives get dressed up because the man feels insecure, and so the man is basically saying, you know, you look too good, so I'm gonna make, I'm gonna tell you you look like crap, and then you know a couple of years later the man is saying you let yourself go, and and J Jordan Peterson was saying no, she didn't let herself go. She's responding to your be punishing the behavior you wanted to see repeated. And I, I was thinking about that in terms of how I interact with my kids, because one of the things that I do, which I, I am trying so hard to stop, is the kid will do something. I want them to do that thing, but they did it slightly imperfectly, and I will have to point that out. I have to point that out. I'm like, hey, thanks for cutting the grass, but you missed the spot, and then I've destroyed. I have punished them for doing what I wanted them to do. Sure. So – what for, for to build on to that um say hey thank you for cutting the grass and when you get it like say like when you get a chance if you could you then go on and then basically reinstate what he missed as a completely separate task yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, or you I, just I'm, might I'm have to it. just let it go <laughs> like I'm working go. on it <laughs> 80 percent done is 100 percent awesome they might yeah. uh they might notice it when they do it next week like yeah. oh i missed that spot Hmm. They might yeah, notice so, it on their own. Yeah, I'm trying to work on that because I have one that's one of my kids one. is really sensitive to that. One. Yeah. And and that's difficult for me is on that is because I'm like, I know I can do it the way I want to do it. And asking somebody for help, they're not gonna do it the way I know it should be done. Yeah. So uh, I kind of subcontracted some help uh doing a landscaping job and the guy had to do it. You know, I've been I've been doing this for an hour, he showed up. Kind of a little later, and that's kind of showing he wasn't putting it on thick enough. He's just like not, it's not thick enough. It needs to be pretty thick. It's pine straw. They have six hundred bales of it. We can use we can use it. And um, so I kind of I had, I had to go back and tell him like three times, hey, you know, do it kind of thicken up on it, do more. And it's just small things. Like it's just kind of sometimes it's small things, but like when it's my stuff at home. It's like this is how I want yeah. it. This is how I know I can do it, and then letting letting go of that for some when someone's trying to help you, whether it be a parent or anybody else, they're trying to help you take it well, for what it is is, is help. Well, and when you're when you're dealing with the three year old loading the dishwasher, 
Oh, well, yeah, put, I, I'm not right there yet. <laughs> yeah, okay. We're I'm there right you. now. We're doing yeah, that right you, now. You're like, you want that kid to, to, hey, put your dish in the dishwasher. And then he does it and you go, don't you know how to load a dishwasher? The cup's upside down. What the heck were you thinking? Right. And then, and then the kid's like, I don't ever want to touch the dishwasher again. Of course he is. Yeah. He's freaking scared, <laughs> scared to death. Um. You know? yeah. Other than saying good job, and then maybe you putting your <laughs> cup in properly, um, yeah. I don't. Yeah, my cousin used to deliberately do the dishwasher wrong hey. so he would get out of the chore. So, so my oh yeah, that, that, that's yeah. You're they make him hand wash him. Yeah, I brought that one up because when I was when when I, one of the kids was about that age, I lost it. You know, because he did something wrong, and then I, I and I and that was the moment for me, and it was pivotal for me as a parent. I'm like, wait a minute here. They did not show up in this world with an instruction manual on how to do everyday tasks. It, that's my job. I'm a teacher more than a, more than anything. My job is to be a teacher, mm-hmm. and so I tried to switch my mentality at that point from being a disciplinarian, which is what the way I was kind of the mold I was in to being a teacher. And so everything became about teaching. Now I'm trying to do that now and I'm, and I'm punishing the behavior I want to see, you know, repeated because I'm trying to teach them. They did it, they did it wrong, but I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm being counterproductive. I'm too harsh on them right now. Um, and especially sure. you gotta, you know, each one of them is an individual. They've all got their own personalities and quirks and stuff. And, you gotta, you gotta learn how they get motivated. I, I don't, you know, I got one kid. If I go, I'll give you a dollar if you do this. He'll jump. He wants to do it immediately. I got another kid. If, I, if I appeal to his sense of duty to his family, he'll take care of it. I got another kid that I need to appeal to his sense of of uh, self worth and ability and that kind of thing, and and that gets him more motivated. All of them are different, man. Very different. Blows my mind how different four kids can be with the same basic genetic material. Yeah, yeah. the same environment. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But that's not true, though, Christopher, because one of them only has younger siblings. One yeah. of them has only older siblings. One has one older, two younger. One has two older, one younger. Oh, and so, fair. like, that's it's fair. There's, that's, it's that's completely a, different. A, a, a psychologist named Adler, that's one of his big things. He talks about birth order as being very formative. And I've definitely seen a pattern in that with my siblings and my kids and, and my siblings, kids watching how the birth order impacts their, their personality. It's pretty, pretty incredible. Yeah. And I think a lot of people kind of, <clears throat> they'll do they're like, Oh, I was the oldest sibling. I was this, I was that. I'm like, of course you're the oldest sibling. You are given a responsibility. You're born with that responsibility, whether you want it or not. You're born with that's it. What right. I, that's Jeez. what I try to tell my son all the time. I'm like, you better be nice to your sister. She is the only one you've got. And so you better be nice to her. Like, we got to protect her and keep her safe. You know what I, can't you know what I tell people up. about being the oldest? This is a, a different thing, but I always tell people that I was the beta. So my all my all my psychoses are because I was the beta, okay? <laughs> like, my parents didn't know what the hell they were doing. And that's why it turned out the way I did. You know, anyway. The second one, still don't. Still in beta. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit further along in the beta phase. 
Um, Another thing, I talked about. uh, I talked about some of the some of the violence right at the beginning. One thing that um, I've been putting off for too long was being more like proficient in um, in self defense, both with and without a weapon. And so I was thinking that. I was thinking exactly uh, that. We're we're gonna be taking a a handgun course or a class um, here in a couple months just to to kind of get back on that track because um, for the most part, like when we like go hiking and stuff, you don't really run into too many people. But there have been a couple stories in the last couple of years of just some freaking weirdos uh, that you run into on the trail, um, and you don't know your guards down, right? Your guards almost yeah. always down out there and, and just like, Hey, how's it going? See anything? Nope. Some people are going up, like doing like a bear hunt. They're going to be hiking in five to seven miles. And yeah, you just make small talk, but yeah, you don't know what people are up to. And so on top of to bills on top of that again is for me living close to the city, you know, close to Marietta, Kennesaw, Ackworth, you know, Atlanta, is, you know, back in 2020, we had the riots over burning the city. Events. <laughs> you know, yeah. And um, that for me, that's – we had some of that kind of creep into our little small town. And that's one thing. It's like I don't have children yet, but I have, you know, I've got, par- I've got, I've got parents and friends I'm in the car with. And, and now, you know, my woman is like – Holy crap! You know, if you're pushed to that, the only the only way to get out of a situation like that is complete, utter violence, and then you got to go hide because then you just kill twenty people. You know, um, one one of the things that's I got into a conversation about this on a chat the other day, but one of the problems is most people don't really know what violence is. Like we have been very lucky we haven't really most of us in the united states have not had to confront real violence like isolated not insulated and so you you go you when you see today like uh, this came up in relation to the strangling of that dude on the subway in new york right if you've never seen violence strangling that dude looks like real violence but like the worst thing in the world it was it was a submission it was a submission like in in you know like you know, MMA, it'd be like just a submission. And, you know, he, you know, he wasn't trying to kill the guy. Obviously, it, it went wrong. And I'm not trying to judge the guy. I have no idea whether he was right in the right or wrong on this. But people look at that and go, oh, that's that's horrible. Or people look at, like, you shoot someone and you kill them, and they go, why don't you just wound them? And they, they don't understand violence at all. Yeah. They don't understand it no. at all. And it's, when it's, they don't – go ahead. Nice arm chairing, Yeah. Very yeah, nice. it's and that's one thing. It's like you know when criminals commit violence when they're in, a, and this goes. I'm not trying to tread water for the police one bit, but when there are instances of shootings and stuff, I'm like, if I'm high on PCP and there's a female officer trying to you know arrest me, she's gonna get bodied, period. Because I'm yeah. at that point, my state of mind is survival, violence. There's a difference between fighting in a ring, boxing, MMA, or a street fight where you either leave alive or you leave dead. You know, getting getting punched once, hitting head on the pavement, you're gone. 
You know, one yeah. It, it, that when people fight so on. dirty these days, like there when, oh, when you hit the when you hit the ground, there that doesn't mean stop. That means yes, yeah. no, that means hit that em, means hit four or five their friends Kick come over and step on your head. Yeah. Yeah. And again, there's only one and, and I feel like it's just gonna get worse. It's just gonna get significantly worse. But um, but the, the point I'm trying to make is you know, and I think it, play, it it builds on what you're saying, Grant, is that when you've never really seen violence and you think, oh, well, I should just wound them or I should just, you know, submit them, you don't understand what you're up against. And so no, you're not prepared they, to really use violence either. No. You don't understand it. So because if I'm the kind of person, I've got a very long fuse, okay? But when I trip, dude, long I story, go long fuse. Crazy. Like yeah. I am ready. Like my dad had the same thing. He he had these like kind of gray blue eyes, and you could see when he flipped, dude. You could see the switch go off. And I'm the same <laughs> way. When my temper gets to that point, I don't care. I'm ready to to, to really hurt somebody. And and again, and, when you're put in the position where your child, your son, daughter, wife yeah, mm-hmm. is in the car, just go unhinged. Completely exactly. primal. You will be exactly nothing's going to stop you if whoever is trying to get in your way at that point, whether it be police, protester, rioter, anything, is just going to go down unless they take you down first. There's a uh, quote: "Beware the fury of a patient man" by mm. John Dryden. Yeah, that's that's long story right there. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, uh, trying to trying to learn as a human being to control those impulses and to be i'll say more christ-like and more forbearing and all that learning to be you know more the type of man you want to be you have to wrestle with those demons and recognize where they are you know where when they come out if you will yeah um mm-hmm. that's what i mean by it. I don't, I'm, I'm not I'm trying to make myself dangerous okay <laughs> but anyway yeah, yeah sorry, i'm currently kind of in that trying to you know i'm 22 there's a lot of hormones going you know, you get, you get, but you get pinned, you get pent up, you get going. You need five, 10 minutes of nobody to mess with you to let all that, you know, go away so you can get back to normal and then move on. And, and when you're not given that, that time to just step away, breathe, and then come back with level yeah. head, it makes that situation that much worse. Yep. Well, I think when you, know, if you're ever, if the chips are ever down, you need to know you're capable of being, you know, going berserk like that, because that's what I was trying to say earlier, that the level of violence required to get out of that situation is going to be so extreme. Most people would look at you and go, you are not who I thought you were. Yeah. You're a monster. Yeah. I mean, you either drive through 70 people or you empty, you know, your, your truck rifle, which is, you got four, four magazines. You just drop everybody. You know what I mean? And then you're completely ostracized by your family, quite possibly the people in the car who you did that for, and everybody sure. else in the world who saw you do that. Yep, that's fair. That's that's a very good point. Yeah, it's like I, I was, you know, like a, like my duty was to protect you, and that's that's all I that's that's all I was thinking about, and then yeah, they. Man, that'd be hard. That'd be hard to do it. Yes. Like you well, completely, like you know, maybe like you ruined your life and who you ruined your life for, uh, 
doesn't appreciate it or doesn't understand or something. Oh yeah. But, well, you know that um, you know a few good men when um, when that guy is uh, talking about whatever uh, I don't remember the actor's name, but when he he gives a speech about you know I stand on a wall or whatever. The thing about everything he says, it's all true. It's I've all not true. seen it. Well, you know, he, basically, he's accused of ordering a code red, and, and he, uh, which ended up in the death of one of the recruits or whatever, one of the mm. not recruits, one of the soldiers. It's been a long time, but I've seen it. Yeah, but so then it's um, Jack Goodman, right? Anyway, he gives yeah, a Jim, he gives yeah. a speech from the from the um, I got it all wrong. I'm so bad at these names, these actors stuff. So. No, you're anyway, not. Yeah. He gives a speech at you know where he's like, you know, basically I stand on a wall, you know, defending something, you know, the, the, allowing you to sleep safely in your bed, you know, without worrying about stuff. And it's all true. That, that that's the thing. Like you're, you know, and I think we see that with these soldiers coming back from these war zones we've created, where we've we've really turned them into monsters to give us that comfort. And then we go, why can't you come back into society and be a civilized person? You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. send them over there for something you created, come back, yeah. completely neglect them, and then wonder what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. One last, one last point as we uh, come, come close to time here that um, going back to like part of content was that we don't, I know my kids are young and I don't know how. Christopher, or uh, long story, how you guys handle this, but we don't watch the news ever. Like, it's not not in our house, not on any of, like, the few TVs that we do have in the house. Um, we don't talk about it. And there's one thing that, that, that's one thing that really bothers me when parents really uh, lay in heavy. Um, like, long story, it sounds like you do it subtly, so pass, uh, you get a pass on that. But like, you know, telling them who to vote for, you know, I remember I worked for a guy one time and he said that uh, he was so proud that his, his son called Democrats, Democrats. And I was like, your kid's like five. He doesn't even know what he's saying. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. But let's be like, real. We don't have news anymore. We just have propaganda. Yeah. Whether it be yeah. your channel two local news or Fox or CNN. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the way that I think about it, my kids, um, and this is gonna sound kind of maybe a little bit crazy, but I want to make sure my kids love and trust me enough that if we were in a Maoist revolution, they would not turn me over to the revolutionaries. Oh, right? Yeah, because right, yeah, that was the way that, that that was the way a lot of these revolutions have gone is that the the youth were encouraged to turn their parents in, you know. I want to make sure. Can I've you, got can you explain that a little bit? For I'm not terribly familiar. I'm assuming that they uh, did propaganda with the youth to turn their parents over, and then yeah, the, how that went? The, the youth were you know the youth were indoctrinated in schools and everything to you know you know value the values they were that were inculcated in them were the you know, the revolution, and if their if their parents were you know hoarding food or anything you know doing anything that was considered counter revolutionary then they were encouraged to turn their parents in for the good of the wow. revolution. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, would, that would hurt. Yeah. So I've been talking to, I've, I've brought it up from my kids. I'm like, look, if there's ever, if, if we're ever, if there's ever a revolution, 
don't turn me in. Okay. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come back home and let's let's plant some more tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, but you know, I I don't know. I I guess, you know, what I try what I try to do, uh, and I try to focus on the micro, and it goes this this goes for this applies very well across a lot of different things. I'm um you know philosophically I'm into one is, you know, localism is about community right and and i i'm not a left localist but i'm a localist in the sense that i want decentralized uh you know power structures human scale as local as possible um so what's the ultimate localism which is your family right so the yeah. micro is my family i'm a i'm a socialist in my family i i you know from each according to his ability to each according to his need 100 percent within the family 100 percent. i mean I don't care who earns what. We're taking care of each other. When you get beyond the walls of that of that home, my sure. my that starts going down incrementally. The further from my home you get, right? Um, and so, you know, I I just want I t I'm trying to make sure that we talk about the micro is where we are loyal to the micro first, no matter what. That's that's basically the way that I talk about it. Yeah. Family first, old. Yeah, and and I, we we've lost. I feel I feel like we've lost that really, kind of all over the country. Um, I feel like we've and that comes down specifically to the newest generation, my generation, and with you know the bashing of parents and family you get commonly presented on TikTok, you know the demonizing of relationships, not just with you know your spouse, but again your parents, your siblings, your grandparents. All that they're coming at, the, they're coming after the family like they never have before. Yeah, it definitely started to. It's been degrading for a while. Where like instead of taking care of your elders, you just throw them in a home. Yeah, but and, also and to counter that, my own point, um, I got a pair of grandparents that um, they don't want to be a bother. Like they set aside uh, enough money for them to basically be taken care of when they can't be on the farm anymore because they don't want to bother anybody. And that's just the way they are, but that's not everybody's style. Right. Yeah. Like that's for me. I kind of, I would say I put my life on pause for two years to take care of my Nana, to keep her out of a nursing home because she would have died six months after we put her in there. Sure. They, they, they don't, they do. I mean, not that's literally the statistics, right? That, yeah. And, and, and again, yeah. when she lived another three years, you know, um, and again, that's not true. I, I spent more, I spent valuable time with her that I'll never get back. And I learned to grow. I took the break from school. I put, you know, work into myself, built the garden I had and, and started what I'm doing to be where I am right now. And if that hadn't happened, who knows where, where I'd be. Yeah. Um, wrapping up here. What do what kind of final thoughts do you guys have? Uh, I know you had set of food. And one thing what my children are going to eat is what I grow. My children aren't, you know, I'm, I'm a quite a failure when it comes to sticking to my guidelines of not eating out seedles, you know, processed things that were made to be engine lubricants. Um, I was failing at that quite a bit. And uh, when I originally cut all that out, I dropped 30 pounds in like a couple months. And, uh, I'm starting to get back to that no sodas, no this, no junk, and they're not going to get junk either. I mean, if we grow it, we and they'll, 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 that's the leap. 
we have like little yeah. little things like prepackaged stuff out of convenience like it, it's very helpful but in small doses it's not like everything that they eat comes out of a prepackage so yeah and again being as being a parent that's probably easiest for you but again my career is going to be vegetable and vegetable sure. and food production so for me that's kind of going to be easier than most is cuz I'm going to tailor myself to literally grow food all year round and then have fruit trees and then butcher animals as well I'll say something about food that's uh, real short because we're low on quick on time low on time uh, my wife is on the board of an organization or used to be on the board of an organization that helped children with ADHD and their number one recommendation was get rid of artificial colors, flavor, flavors, yes. preservatives, yes. scents, smell, anything artificial at all. Caramel colors. That's pretty extreme. 40, yellow six. They made lists of foods that don't, that don't you have. you send that to so, me, please? Yeah, I, I can't. And the too, uh, it's so good that they help 17 out of 20 children go off their medication. So it's very effective. Very I need good some what snack recommendations. Wow. For yeah, I, think, I need that for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, yeah, so we, we kept them on that. And we can tell a huge difference when, like, yeah, especially. I'll John throw Paul that in the show there. notes too. Yeah, okay, well, I'll the, do that. I'll well, the, that the, other, the other thing about that is, you know, when you look at the macros, if you're eating processed foods with artificial colors, flavorings, preserves, et cetera, you're probably eating a lot more carbs, a lot more simple sugars, a lot less fat in general, or you're eating bad fats, essentially trans fats yeah. or high omega-6 versus omega-3 ratios or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, your brain is a blob of fat. So if you're doing low fat, you're starving your brain. And, you, you know, you start feeding your brain, you know, uh, good things happen. I think one of the I think one of the biggest problems we have in this in our society right now is basically a mental health epidemic because people yeah. are malnourished. Brains are starving. Yes. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Everybody's retarded. <laughs> I, I get looked at. I get looked at <laughs> when I'm eating a steak. You're about to get your channel banned. When I'm eating a steak or chicken or whatever, and I just eat a piece of fat on it, I'm like, it's a fat on meat. Would you rather me go eat a whole loaf of bread? I mean, it's it's the cartilage of a chicken bone. Uh, I mean, I when I increased the quality of the meat that I ate, I enjoyed eating the fat more. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. I was talking to a guy last night uh, on the airplane. He said that, you know, your cell walls are lipophilic. They want, they're made of fat. They need fat. So you start, you start doing low fat. You're, you're harming your brain yeah. and you're probably put, setting your cellular um, division you're probably setting yourself up for problems with cellular division because you won't have strong cell walls, which will lead to mutations. So that's that's what he was saying. I don't know that the mm. science are behind it, but I thought it was interesting because you know I've always viewed cancer. My parents died of cancer as a metabolic disease, you know, basically brought on by those those diets, mostly because of diet related to you know um, sugars and all those kinds of things. And I and I was talking about how important fats were, and he goes. Yeah, he's brought up that point, and I'm like, man, I hadn't even, you know, I hadn't plugged that into my equation at all. And, I mean, again, I'm not a, I'm not a biologist or anything like that, or a chemist or anything, but it just uh, rang true that that sense. might be one of the mechanisms. You know what I mean? Um, I know. Realistically, a whole lot of the world's problems could be fixed by eating a proper diet. You know, down to get rid of industrial agriculture. You know, we don't need, we don't need it. 
I mean, we just don't. More people would it's have got, to. That's a long them. transition, but yeah. Oh, but it, it'll never happen. Yeah. That's the thing. It will never happen. Yeah. Um, it, it's just the amount of money in industrial agriculture. It, it, it will never go away. That's why I don't care. The only thing I care about is mine. Uh, What's mine is my yeah. family and my friends. That's the only people I care about at this point. And anybody I, I can help bring into it and supply food for. Yeah, I think um, I think keeping it local and human scale is going to be important. But I also think that so important. that conventional ag, the yields are dropping. You know, inputs are in, inputs are. are increasing, yields are dropping. Yes. There's, we learned we're this hitting a cataclysmic change soon. Yeah. First year yeah. of my you know horticulture class. You know, they know that the fertilizer they use that is salt based is sal- salatinizing the soil, mm. making it un- unfarmable. Um, too much salt in the soil, nothing will grow. I've been getting all these farming YouTube shorts about this farmer buying a, a $20 million tractor and, and putting in, you know, $5 per acre of pesticides and fertilizer and then only getting $6 an acre of corn. Who cares? It's corn stop eating corn yep all right guys uh everybody satisfied yeah i I thought this was great i thought it was great it's good probably my favorite one so far because this is this whole thing ties into what i'm doing family yeah build trust isolate or insulate don't isolate and uh you know give them experiences and let them make mistakes while they're under your roof isolate and suffocate yeah, <laughs> something like that. Good, good enough. Yeah, you got it. You're fine. Uh, you lose one right. like another. Christopher, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so I'm working on a coop door opener with phone notifications, and after that's complete, then I'm going to be moving in through the backyard space. You can get on the website securecoop.com. There is a coupon at, uh, right below the farm hop life rocks. Get the coupon there. Get the get on the mailing list to, to find when I finally can bring it to the market. Um, get all these uh, beta issues fixed, worked out, um, and uh, get a free ebook there on coop protection. So get on the website and check it out. Thank you. Homestead of pain. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the, the social media that you care TikTok. nothing about. Yeah, yeah I, I hit three thousand followers and just stopped. I'm so busy. I've got another five classes this semester. You're not going to be hearing nothing from me. I don't All care. Right, let me post, post your phone number next time. Yeah, six so, seven eight. Hit, uh, hit him. Hit him up on Telegram. Um, <laughs> He's yeah. quick to respond. I yeah. am quick to respond. Yeah. But yeah, I'm too busy. I'm too busy to do anything. Five classes. I'm there from eight to three every single day. It's it's pain. Too busy. Yeah, man. Um, well, you guys can find us. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'm too busy. Go ahead. Long story. Oh, I thought. Yeah, uh, yeah. I miss. I misheard. Anyway, um, so you can find us at the farmers market at the old barn in Chapin, South Carolina on Old Lexington Highway this coming Saturday. Uh, we're in markets around our area uh, regularly, and uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter as well. So. Awesome. And I am Matt DeRosier, farmhoplife.com. You do podcasts, interviews, uh, farm tours. I got one that I'm working on publishing. Yeah. I got uh, I got the interview done, and I'm hiring some guy on Fiverr to do the tour to make it look all snazzy. So. Nice. That'll that'll be coming out soon. Um, 
yeah thank you guys for being here appreciate your time Thanks for the opportunity appreciate uh, everyone listening yeah i don't know what we're talking about next week we'll, uh, something else will get me all upset and worked up we'll, we'll, we'll go Sounds good. all right see you next week see ya